Yard with Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 107.9. We welcome you to the show. I'm Chuck Zach. Uh, You don't see Tony Kirk, which is always a good thing. (laughs) He is here. I'm here. We're keeping him off uh, off camera for a while because uh, joining us this afternoon is uh, Barry Norton, who uh, happens to pop on the newspaper today. It's good to see you, first of all. Well, good to be here. I yeah, normally do morning, so it's a good afternoon guy. We'll let you in in the afternoon once yeah. in a while. And, and you've killed our whole lead-in for you. We usually start the whole presentation with <laughs> head football coach, yeah. athletic director yeah. at Arkansas High. And right now, I, I guess we go with former head football coach. and uh, so has been. Uh, <laughs> interim <laughs> athletic director. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, you're a little too young for has been, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I, I hope I am. I hope I am. No, it was uh, last couple of days been interesting days. You know, we've had a uh, I, I, every year you evaluate what you're doing, and uh, I think in coaching we probably over over evaluate at times. But uh, we were, I had been looking at what my plans were, what I'm doing, and and uh, originally my plans were probably to go two more years. Uh, that would put me at 60 years old. And uh, Tyler Morton got the head coaching job at Atlanta, which opened up some spots on on our staff. And as I was looking at it, and I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm going to bring these guys in, and and, and, and I'm going, you know, I don't know if it's right to change four or five families and then I up and, and get out. And, yeah. and I thought it was a perfect opportunity, perfect timing for the district. I thought it was perfect timing for me. Uh, everybody says, well, you retired or what? I don't know what I've done. Uh, I'm not – I'm working somewhere doing something. I don't know what that is yet, but – uh, I'm 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 excited, looking forward to what's going on. But I think it was really the right time for me. I think it was the right time for the district. Uh, I, I could have selfishly said, "Well, I'm just going to do it for two more years because that was my original plan." Uh, but I don't think it's right for the kids and and the program. And it gives somebody a chance to come in new. It gives them a chance to bring their staff with them, which is huge in in in, in coaching. And and uh, I think it was a good timing. So uh, Dr. Kessler was great about it. She's been super. I can't thank her enough. And I can stay the rest of the hour of this this show thanking her and the board because they were very supportive of me for the past five years. And uh, we were able to get a lot of things done, improve some facilities, put some programs in place right the right way. And and uh, I will be rooting hard for the Razorbacks uh, every time they play going forward. You mentioned Coach Morton leaving, and, of course, he took his mm-hmm. brother with him and took mm-hmm. Jeff with him, Jeff uh-huh. Harrell. Yeah. And, and I know you and Jeff were close, oh, yeah. close, 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 and have been for years. Yeah, I'm having dinner with him tonight. Having dinner with yeah. him tonight. Yeah. So there you go. Did you get that invitation? By no. There must have been crowd. oversight yeah. on that one. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I thought about this as, as we visited about it, and, and losing Jeff – I, did that start the process for you of thinking? You know what? This is going to be a this is a tough thing to rebuild a staff to begin with, and that's a guy who's been a right hand guy for you. Yeah, it factored in. I tell you where it factored in. Uh, had had Jeff stayed, I might have I might have considered staying for a couple more years uh, with him. I, I don't I wouldn't want to leave him and, and everything. So did it factor in maybe a little bit? But I, I'm telling you, it was just my wife was there, and we were we'd talk every night, and and uh, she knew I was struggling with it. And really struggling with it, and uh, I went out to I went out to Duke University over spring break, 
uh, spent about four days with my son watching practice and you know I loved everything about it and and uh, I just told her I said you know it'll give me time to do that yeah. we, we can go more and do some different things and and, and realistically you know I'm my reputation is a grinder and a bunch of hours and and uh good or bad i don't know i mean that's just what you know, we we put in a bunch of hours my family has sacrificed for 35 years my wife or my wife for 28 years and and uh never complained all the hours and all the time and and uh i think it'll give me a chance to to do some things with them i've got a beautiful wonderful daughter in nashville tennessee and she's in school and and working and i can go to nashville and listen to some country music and <laughs> and spend some time with my daughter and uh go watch cleat a little bit and and uh i don't know i'll have something there'll, there'll be some other opportunities for me coming coming around and you know i'm not you know somebody asked me today would you ever coach again yeah i think sure will i just don't know where or when or right. you know what it looks like so uh, I just wanted to do the right thing for everybody, and, and I think it is. I hate it. I'm going to miss the kids. I love, love football. I love the competition. I love the planning. I don't – it's none of that. I'm not tired of any of that, and, and I, I really enjoy that. And, and uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a big, big fan of coaches. I, I mean, that's that's really important to me. And, uh, and, and, and probably – when you start reflecting back on your career, and that, that'll happen sometime. But one of the things I'm most proud of is the staffs I've had and the coaches I've had. And, and I hope to think that I had some influence on some of their success or at least their development. And uh, You look at the guys that we've had. I mean, we just mentioned Tyler at, at Atlanta and uh, Matt McClure before him and Kevin Davis and uh, Scott Surratt. And, I mean, you go down this list, I think there's 13 of them, 13 or 14 guys that I've had that are going to be head coaches. And and uh, I don't. I'm not taking credit for that. I worked for a guy that allowed me to do to coach, and he allowed me to grow. And I hope I was able to do that and, uh, with my guys. And and uh, I, I'm proud of every one of them. They've done a great job. I've had some of the best people in the world to work with. And uh, I used to tell them all the time. Now, if you're the guy on the staff that's a jerk that makes us unhappy up here, then you're gone because we're going to have fun. And we had some of the best times ever through the years coaching. And and I'll miss that. Uh, but I think, you know, looking back, we've had a we've had a heck of a lot of fun doing it, and and uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't continue, and knowing I was going to I was going to damage some or possibly hurt some some coaches or something going forward. Well, I don't think damage damage isn't the yeah, right word. Yeah. But I, I get I, uh, for those who don't get that mm-hmm. when a coach moves on, a head coach moves on, especially with a full on staff, new guy comes in and he's like, I got my guys. And, that's right, and, and these, they need to be able guys, to do it. Yeah, these guys are not my guys. That's right, they, and, and they need to be able to do that. And, uh, and I, so it, it makes the timing right. You know, there was I've had opportunities through the years to to uh, take other jobs, some really, really, really good jobs, and I didn't because I had a staff that was that I was responsible for. I was responsible for them and their families, and maybe they couldn't have gone all the way to to Austin, and and you know, so I, I didn't do some things like that, and I'm. Pr- didn't uh, it was the right thing for them and i think for now the timing for me right now is right coach you said you might coach again do you feel like you just need some time away from it no no i, I don't I, i'm a uh the football part isn't i mean i i i'm when i when i went to duke i sat in meetings and and i mean it was just like a dream come true just where you're sitting there hour after hour after hour getting to do football. And, but you've and done it stuff. other places, A&M yeah. oh, and yeah. UT back just when gave me, I mean, So I still love that part of it. Um, but, no, I'm not burnt out on it. It just the timing for me at this situation was right for me. 
and it was right for the district. And, and that's the thing I, I want. Uh, and, I, and I told Dr. Kessler, I mean, that was, I think it's the best thing for them at the time. We had a down year this past year. We were, you know, our first year at Arkansas High, we were 6-6 six and six in, in 6A. Yeah. Uh, I think we had eight seniors uh, on that team. And I'm telling you, our kids played hard. It was a great, great deal. You know, two of those losses to Greenwood, who was a state champion, and uh, I mean, our kids fought. I mean, they did a great job. We, we beat Texas High that first year, yeah. and that was a big deal for the kids. And uh, the next year, we're ten and two. If we don't lose two, we lost two kids: Jordan Hall and and um, who else did we lose? Uh, so this is problem. I'll think of it a minute. Is, yeah, <laughs> I've had you on the show in the morning. Yeah. I, I, I know. About <laughs> the name will come in and you'll, yeah. you'll tell it'll me. Get me. It'll get me here in a minute. Yeah. Anyway, we lost two great players to injuries. And if we don't lose those kids injuries, we're probably going to play in the state championship game. Could we have beat Pulaski? I don't know. I've never had to play them. But if those two guys are healthy, we probably we probably went through that one. But uh, it was that was a great year. The next year was a 7-4. and four. Then y'all remember the 7-1 and one year yeah. during, the, during the COVID year. COVID nightmare, yeah. And, and the thing on it was as much – I mean, we lost one ball game all year. We didn't get to play five, but we lost one all year long, and it was just miserable. Yeah. And it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just the pandemic hit, the way everything unfolded, and and uh, and then we lost kids to uh, to that. You know, we lost not getting to play very many ninth grade games, playing no JV games, and you started losing kids, and and it's and it's been a hard deal. That that's part of that. Our, our last year's you know having a losing record. And it's not the kids' fault. I mean, we just didn't have the numbers, didn't have the kids, didn't have the experience. And uh, you know, the year before we're seven and one, win the state and 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 track. And yeah. the next year you turn around, you can't hardly scoring points in track. I mean, right. we're just we're not there where we are. Right. So I think it's the timing's right. The timing's right. And uh, am I too old to coach? Now some people argue that yes, I am. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm. I'm not burnt out. I still love it. I love the grind. I love all that. So. I don't know where it takes me and what we do, but uh, God's always taking care of me, and and uh, hopefully He'll He'll open the door for me again. Do you think you you've been a head coach a long time now? Yeah. You had not been in that assistant role yeah. a long yeah. time. Yeah. Could yeah. you ever be an assistant yeah. coach again? Yeah. And I'd be the best one in the world because I know what that head coach needs. I mean, I, I really could. I, I don't have a problem with that. And uh, baseball, they have the bench coach. Yeah, the guy yeah. that's the old savvy yeah. guy that's probably been a manager two or three times. Yeah. And, he slides into that kind of <laughs> – could you be that guy? I don't, or? I don't know. I mean, I, I love working with kids. I love working with coaches, and I, I don't know what, what it would be. And uh, right situation, I, I could be an assistant again. I, I would like uh, – you know, I've, I've, I've talked at different times to people about being an analyst in college football, doing some of those things. I would love to do that. Uh, I've just got to take some time and figure out what it is we want to do. It's kind of hard to do that in Tushkana, Coach. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Yeah, you, have to, you have to drive somewhere. Well, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Durham, doubt. North Carolina. Yeah. you got places no, there. No doubt. So, I, I, I mean, those, there's things out there, I think, that, that would still intrigue me. Uh, I, I don't. I can't stress the the love of, of coaches and watching their programs. And I think I've still got something left to help with all that. And, and uh, you know, we started – this is my clinic, sure. Yeah. But we started East Texas Coaches Association years ago. I st- we started one in Southeast Texas when I was at West Arch Start. And and, uh, and it was far to recognize coaches' successes and things. And that was important to me to start in East Texas. And we started that one a while back, and John King's kept it going and uh, has done a great job with it. But I just have a respect for it and, and what people and who they are and what they do. And, 
you know, some of the greatest coaches in the world, guys that hadn't won a bunch of ball games. Yeah. That you know, because do what you want to, you got to have players to win, and and, uh, and I think there's some of those guys need to be recognized, and I hope we've done that, and and I hope I've I hope that I have played a small part in uh, in our sports in our area here and the coaches across the way. I hope I've helped out along the way. I'm going to go the other direction. Tony's asking about being an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Well, what about not coaching and still being an administrator, being an athletic director yeah. instead? Yeah, no, that would be, that would be interesting to me. I, I've got I'm, – I'm, I'm not going to cut eliminate anything. Right. You know, here, Here's what I'm going to do. I want to – if I'm mowing yards, I'm working. Right. I, I'm going to work. I, I just like to work. And uh, I told my wife, I said, my biggest fear is waking up one Monday without a place to go. And uh, so I'll get my trailer and my mower hooked up, and we'll get we'll get to doing something. But I, I'm going to do something going forward, and and uh, I look forward to it. But I, I do look forward to a little bit of a break with my family, and uh, you know, my kids have been gone for a while, and Sherry and I've had the best time of our life. Oh, it's uh, great! Oh, Empty it's, nest is uh, amazing. It's, it is amazing. <laughs> it is awesome, and uh, <laughs> I don't want my kids we, to hear we, that. We, and I don't care if mine do here. I tell that all the time. Your mom is the one I married. Yeah, oh no doubt. But we've we've had a big time, and uh, you know, every night we cook together, and and uh, so we've had a lot of fun that way. So I think we're going to have a chance to have some 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 times. We're going to actually go on a family vacation first time in forever because I wouldn't leave work. You know, if you look on my my pay stub where it says how many vacations, well, I've got all of them. I've never taken any of them. It just says all. I just don't go. I just don't take off, and and I don't want to. I like to work. So, uh, I, I don't know. I've, I have I have uh, enjoyed it. it. Arkansas has been good to me, uh, and I'm, I'm I think we've we have made things better. I think we've got a place in our middle school that's in really good shape. Uh, well, hold that thought. I want to take a break. It's okay. almost fifteen after. We're going to take a break here. We'll come back and reflect on that a little bit because we got five years of stuff to reflect on here, and I'd like to take a couple of minutes to do that. So we're going to take the quick time out. It's about fourteen and a half after five o'clock. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor here on the fan. We're visiting with Barry Norton. We're coming back in just a minute. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. Alrighty, welcome back. 18 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Tony Kirkin. We're being joined in studio today by uh, Barry Norton. If you're just coming on the program, Barry's uh, announced retirement from Arkansas High today. Are, are you staying through the rest of the school year? Or are yes. you So you're there till last day yeah. of June, May, yes. basically? Yeah, June. June. I, I, I told Dr. Kessler I would stay and do whatever she wants me to do. I'll help with everything. I'll get out of the way with anything she sure. wants me to. And I, I want to leave the right way and... And uh, and I, I understand whatever she wants. I'll, I'll be glad to honor. So, uh, I'll you know, new guy comes in, I can show him where everything is and help him out, and or I can get out of there and and, and however they want to handle it. So, are, are you going to have a hand in all in uh, interviewing? I told them I, told them I would help. Yeah, whatever. So and you I, haven't been told yet I'm, how they're going to do. I'll leave it up to them. Right. And, and uh, I want 
I want the next guy. I want the next. I want the program to be good. I, I want to do anything I can to help it, and and uh, so I'll, I'll do anything they want. Coach, this and to go along with that, these border jobs are interesting around here because you have an option of going straight with an Arkansas guy that's mm-hmm. that's his background in the state of Arkansas, or you've got some excellent coaches that are looking for a change or mm-hmm. maybe ready to retire in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, What's good and bad either way if, if you go either direction? I, I don't think you can go either way. I think you just got to get a good coach, number one. Somebody that understands what the vision, what it looks like. You got a guy that's got some, uh, you know, got the energy to put into the, because the, the, it's a grind. It's going to be a hard job. It's going to be hard work. And, and uh, so I think you can go either way. Now, there are, there are things in Arkansas that you've got to learn differently if you're from in Texas like I was for 30 years. And, uh, so you've got to be able to adapt some ways of doing things. I mean, like JV football. Uh, JV, and I don't know that I ever figured it out uh, really well. In in Texas, you play on Thursday night or whatever night. You can play one game a week. Right. So you as a staff have to say, okay, these guys are on JV and these are varsity. And, and if I move him up, you know, I ruled on Texas always, if you move, like a sophomore, if you move him up, he's playing. We're not going to go up there and play right. and go sit on the sideline. So in, in Arkansas, you can, they play JV games on Mondays. And uh, I'll never forget it. We were – my first year we were playing Magnolia, and they are beating our eyes out. And I'm going, God, they'll kill us in the varsity if they're right. this bad in the JV. And, and Todd Ledford was with me. And Todd said, no, Coach, that's your varsity. I'm going, what? And he goes, yeah, they'll just – a lot of times teams will play, you know, they're, they're maybe an offensive starter will play on defense. As they're, you know, and that's just – they consider it a practice for them. Sure. And you look up, and, we're, and I'm playing straight JV guys. <laughs> and I'm like, so I don't know if I ever figured that part out. But that, I mean, it's things like that you have to figure out the best way to manage your rosters and be able to do it. And what I don't like about that is, is you look up, you're playing the same guys, and you don't have the numbers, which does not allow you to develop kids uh, the way you want to. And uh, you know, our our deal was always we're going to play as many games as we possibly could. And, you know, Thursday nights we used to go. I mean, we'd be going all over the world and. Yeah. And we get back to these coaching clinics and all those guys that used to work for me, I mean, they just wear me out about it because, you remember when you sent me down? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but we'd go everywhere to play. And and the whole thing was playing. And, and when you, you you get your pool small, I think it's a bad thing. And uh, I think you need to play as many kids as you possibly can. So the answer to that is I think somebody you're going to have an adjustment if you've not been in Arkansas and, and going by those rules. And now, the football rules, I mean, those are those are nothing to do with But trying to figure out how to best put it together where you, you're able to play your sub-varsities is, a, is an issue. Do you think it's another advantage, though, if you're an Arkansas person? and that's Because i, I got to think, while numbers are not what they used to be, obviously, at Arkansas yeah. High, it's still an attractive job for folks sure. in Arkansas. Sure. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. There's some, they'll draw a good pool of, of candidates for the job. And uh, so I think, you know, I mean, I've had coaches reach out to me already. And, uh, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? You know, well, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, they're asking about the job. Yeah, who do I apply to? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, so I, I will help anybody with anything that I can. And, and, uh, and like I said, I want them to get a good – we've got some good assistant coaches over there that's been here a long time. They've done some stuff. And – and uh, that I love dearly and that are friends of mine, and I want them to have a successful deal, and, and I want this transition to be really smooth. You know, we, we've talked before about the, the, the challenges of trying to find games when you were at Texas High, yeah. being able to find somebody who would play you in Northeast Texas mm-hmm. and come to the corner. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing here, is it a m- much more difficult challenge 
on the Arkansas yeah, side. Yeah, There's just not schools around you. Yeah. So you, you, you lose like sub-varsity games. You lose sub-varsity because you're, you're playing like my JV. You can't play a JV game on Thursday and turn around and play those kids on Friday. No. So you only have what you have in the in the southwest corner, and which is Camden, Magnolia, El Dorado. You know, the, the Hot Springs schools are not going to come down here nope. and play a JV games. They're not going to do it. So you really have three deals. And So if you can find you, if you can carve you out somehow, you can carve out, you know, seven-game schedule or eight-game schedule, you've done a great job in, in, uh, in doing that. So. And that's a challenge. It is a real big challenge. I mean, you're playing the same folks every year. Nobody yeah. wants to really do you that. Normally play, you normally play each other twice. And, right. You know, I think we've got for next year, we've got Magnolia a couple of times, got El Dorado a couple of times. and. Uh, because Hope DeQueen didn't play it, then then your you know Hot Springs, Lakeside, and those guys are not going to come down here for JV. They're they have a little rock. group. They have a little group yeah. up there they play in, and, yep. and it, so it's a challenge. But uh, was it a challenge finding your varsity schedule this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, always a challenge. I mean, people don't want to come down this way, and I mean, it's just not there's not a great po- big population no. down here in this part of the state, and and uh, you know I think you you go with being in, in the state of Texas and. You know, then you, you know, COVID a couple of years ago when everybody moved back. You know, it just if you can stay in the state, Arkansas is better, yeah. and uh, I think it's better for you. So, I think that'd be the path to take. Coach, Arkansas side has not grown as much as the Texas side here mm-hmm. in Tuscaloosa. You're aware of demographics sure. and all that. Sure. There's some things that are incentives to live in Texas as opposed to mm-hmm. Arkansas. I mean, we know there's a lot of people on this Texas side who drive around with the Razorback bumper stickers oh, yeah. and yeah. They're they're huge, but they choose to live on Texas side. Mm-hmm. What makes it tough for Arkansas High right now to, uh, to attract people to the Arkansas side, and and what can they do in your mind? Well, I, you know, the, one, I think the economy. I mean, as far as the economics of everything, I mean, everything's going down that interstate, and it's it's going west. Yeah. You know, you know, here twenty years from now, there's going to be a bunch of stuff out in Red Lake. You know. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, that's just where the, the the city's growing and it's pushing out that way. Uh, I think there's a, a huge thing in Arkansas that some people are proud Razorbacks uh, of the, the Texas County Razorbacks, and and uh, I think one thing that's going to be a huge deal for us going forward is the new middle school is a big is a big deal for us, and uh, I think we just got to continue to grow and continue to try to, to you know continue to build facilities and upgrade and all those things. And I think you do that, we'll be fine. Yeah, I think that takes us to what we were talking about coming into that break a few minutes ago about what you guys feel like you've built over the last mm-hmm. couple of years that moved the med- the needle forward a little bit. W- what's your thoughts? Well, I think the biggest thing that's that's happened in TASD was is the new middle school. Obviously, we were we were at North Heights was our middle school before uh, junior high and. And just a wonderful building. It's just an older building. We didn't, yeah. you know, very much. I mean, very limited even weight room, one gymnasium. You're trying to run off season. You're trying to do all those things. And and uh, now we've got we've got two gymnasiums. We have a fabulous middle school weight room, uh, as, as equipped as good as anybody's. We've got a great practice facility uh, with plans to put in new tennis courts and everything there. So I think there's some there's some good some great things going there. We were this year we were we were able to number one because you had a facility to. We have a great system of how the program is set up for our middle school kids. Uh, there's enough coaches over there now. Oftentimes, middle school gets neglected, yep. and when they get neglected, it pays, it shows its head, you know, later down the road. And, and so, right now, I heard Jim Legrand, who was with me at Texas High for all the years, and uh, he has done a fabulous, fabulous job. I think we're we're right at uh, 86 eighth graders. Wow. We're 
90-something seventh graders, 126 graders in the pre-athletic class. Nice. Uh, so those are things that are going to pay off down the road. I mean, it's going to be nice down the road, but uh, we've got to keep them, keep a program for them. That, you know, we'll, they'll have a summer program over there where the young kids will be coming and lift weights and do different things. And, and at the high school, we've built a new weight room. Didn't build it. We remodeled a weight room, and we've got the best weight equipment in the country in there. And, and uh, so the board and, and administration have been fabulous with all that. We we gutted the old Hardy House weight or locker room and redid it, and and uh, so we've we've made some progress there. But we've got the structure for our athletic program, and I think every coach will, will say that uh, right where you you've got the, the right number of coaches, the right schedule for the coaching staff where they can, you know, when I first got there, we had first period athletics, and every boy was in, it was it was every male at the high school was in the same athletic class mm. nine all the way through 12 baseball everything was in the same thing and and i mean you, you i can't make that work no and uh somebody's gonna get neglected i mean it's what's gonna happen and and uh, now we've got it where i think we've got it right and all the structures are in place the program's in place and uh we've just got to get it back to going where it's like it's supposed to and and I think we would. And, and this isn't just a conversation about about football. Yeah, this is a conversation across the board. Absolutely. We were really impressed with the girls' programs this year, in particular, mm-hmm. seeing growth in basketball for the girls. And, and we had Kaylee Dalby on here yesterday talking about softball, which a uh, year ago was dreadful, and she said as much. And oh, yeah. you can see the improvement that they're getting, and and kids that are wanting to be in the program all yeah. of a sudden. It, it's we always focus on football, but mm-hmm. the reality is there are a lot of other sports going on out there, and, yes. and you've had some really good hires. It yeah. feels like. Yeah, I really do. Katie's been a great hire for us. Uh, number one, she loves softball. I mean, yeah. I mean, she loves softball. Uh, we had a we th- girl threw a perfect game the other day. Yeah, no, I was there. We pitcher. did that game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I told Lee. her, I said, I can't believe there wasn't a Walker and Aaron nope, or somewhere. Nothing. And uh, but she did. So it was a fabulous job. But she's. But now what you see with her is what you have to do as a coach. You look up there. You drive by on Saturday, and she's in the. She's up there in the turf area with the kids working, and she's putting in the time with the kids. She's been a great. Uh, Caroline Harris with our soccer team is much improved. I mean, tremendously improved. She's, she is a superstar. She's done a great job. Uh, Jacob McLeod uh, is, is with volleyball, and mm-hmm. he's he and his wife take it all the way down to the fifth grade, and they, they have camps and stuff, and it's paying off for yep. us. But it's, it's some things that were not in place that are in place now. Uh that I can't I can't brag on enough and and I'm proud of them but, but it takes time. Valencia Keener with our with the basketball, uh, our girls y'all saw it. Our girls have gotten much better sure. and are much more competitive than where they were and yep. and I think we'll continue to get better. So uh, and Sam Sam's my favorite guy. I mean Sam. he's my he's my guy. Sam Weaver. Sam yeah yep. God he's a great great basketball coach and he's a fabulous person and uh, and he he and I've had some great conversations through the times and and probably because we're older and we've we've yeah. seen some things and. And you can see how things compare. And I go to him for advice on different things, on how to handle a kid here or there and what to do. And he's been he's been fabulous with me. And uh, and then and probably the, the glue that holds the whole thing together is uh, Angela Moody, who's my assistant athletic director, is incredible. I can't say that enough. And I hope she's hearing it because I tell her daily. Yeah. So, uh, And then and Shelly Reinhardt my, is our, our administrative assistant there at athletics. And, you know, I just get out of the way. I tell them, y'all tell me what to do, and they don't mind it. They will tell me in a heartbeat, and I do whatever they tell me. So Smartly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. But we've got the structures in place. It wasn't in place five years ago. It's in place now uh, for success. It really is. It's, it's, it's built for that. And uh, you have enough time with your kids, and, and, uh, and you have enough coaches for your kids. And 
you know, when I first got you, like I said, we had first period athletics. You wouldn't see anybody the rest of the day. Right. They were gone. You're just like a ghost town. And uh, now I think we've got we've got that thing back in place the way we, it's supposed to be. We've talked before about kind of an arms race on the Texas side. Mm-hmm where the three schools really are eyeballing each other from across the fence and what you do, I've got to do, or I'm going to lose kids. Did, did you guys feel that same way over at Arkansas High, or were you separated by the state line and that same pressure wasn't necessarily there? Well, I think it's there because kids can go back and forth. You know, they do. And uh, you, you, want to, you want to try to keep your kids as best. I mean, they do. I mean, I was, you know, I was part of the arms race. I, I probably kicked it off as well, much sure. as anybody else. And, uh, you know, the indoor going in in Pleasant Grove builds indoor and, uh, you're, I mean, it's no different than know, Texas and LSU. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you know, uh, you're always trying to do something else that's attractive to kids, and and uh, and I think I think that's important. Uh, I think the one thing that's that still drives it is if if you know that a kid's going to be loved and taken care of. My, my old boss in '99 in, in when I left Western Star, one of my heroes today, still. He told me, you know, guys coached a million years, won more games than anybody in the world. And, and, uh, and has just retired. Well, no, this was oh, before he Oh, you're talking about before. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. And he uh, he told me. Dan was a crier. He cried over everything. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was just so emotional. He was, <laughs> and uh, he walked me out to my car as I was leaving, and, and, and with tears coming down his cheek, he just said, if you'll – he said, Norton, he said, if you'll, if you'll love your kids and take care of your kids, you're going to be fine. And that's the best advice I've ever had. That's the same advice I share with everybody that leaves and going on to head coaching job. And and uh, and I think if parents know that's what's going to happen, they're going to love and take care of the kids. The kids are going to get work. They're going to be. And, and I, I, the only promise I ever make with a kid or a parent is, I'm going to love your kid. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to kick them in the seat when they're when they screw up. I'm going to hug them, and I hope I hug them a lot more. Yeah. And that's the only promise I can make anybody. And uh, and I think if you if you can stick with that and you can do that, I think kids want to be a part of that. I think kids want to be held accountable. I think I think you need to lay your lines down. Here's what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And and stick to it, and and I think we lose some nowadays in the way the world's going, and and I think I think that's still important to us in in, in sports. Quick question: mm-hmm. Who's changed more, kids or parents? Oh, that's probably parents. That's probably parents. It really is. I mean, I think there's so much now, and, and I won't tell you. I think something we do a, a bad job of through the years is it's always about a scholarship somewhere, and, and I'm, I'm all for it. I, I probably. I've had as many kids sign scholarships as anybody in Texas County ever has. But that's not what this game's about. And parents are sitting there going, well, my kid, well, it might not, you know. And I've told them all the time. I said, you know, I'm, and I've told this story before. I was, I'm six foot one. I was a quarterback at Hooks High School. I was average. I was probably a little above average because I was smart about the game, not because I was athletic. Right. I played baseball, ran track, it was basketball, and I was average at all of them. I've got a beautiful wife that's five foot, I'll say four. Uh, she may not be. Her dad may be shorter. I mean, the whole family's short. And for me to think that we're going to have children and my son was going to be six foot three and play quarterback at the University of Texas was not very smart. So we saved our money for our kids. And, right. if got to, and, and I think that's what we need to do. But we put so much on that that we need to learn. We need to tell our kids, go be the best you you can be. And then that takes care of that. That part of it. And the big, biggest thing that kids have to understand is the most important thing you do is the classroom. And you can be you can be Superman. If your grades aren't very good, there's nothing to do with you. Uh, you know, so you're the, preaching to the choir yeah, right oh, now. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> just, but, but parents I, I do feel like are on this journey that if it doesn't end in scholarship, it's a failure. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and you look at the percentages, how many act the I mean, that's crazy. 
It's crazy. I told a parent one time, I said, I'm going to be mad. I didn't get a scholarship to play college football. I'm mad, too. I mean, just not everybody's going to get to. And kids that get an opportunity to, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we as coaches should help every way we possibly can to do it, and we always have. But we don't need to make that the end goal of everything. And I think parents have gotten to that uh, in all sports. And it's, it's, it's unfair to the kid because you look up, you know, and a kid, you know, five foot ten, you know, center in basketball is probably not going to play college basketball. Uh, and and I don't, the kid doesn't need to feel like a failure if he didn't. And uh, I tell them all the time, there's nothing wrong with being a really good high school player. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a fabulous thing. And uh, I can't I can't say enough about it. But it's it, we have that's that's been a big thing. Uh, over the last 20 years that you've seen. And I know you guys have had this conversation in the morning before. I'm not part of that, so I'm going to ask you knowing, I think, your answer. But he's he's asking you parents or kids who've changed the most, and your answer is parents at the moment. We've dialogued this before, and I know you have, about are we going to get to the place where high school kids are getting money? And I know it makes you crazy, (laughs) but when we have that conversation, you may say to me three years from now, oh, it's kids who've changed the most because – they're looking at how much money somebody's paying them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I know Tony is. He's a big. And I, <laughs> oh, I know and I he is. Know guy. He's I'm a capitalist. Not, he says. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, but no, I think we have a. Uh, we need to play sports in high school because we love doing it. Yeah. We love to compete. And I've always told kids, I'll never get a kid. Isaiah Menifee was a big tight end at Lufkin, '94. We got beaten in Old Cowboy Stadium. I remember I walked right where Tom Landry did. It was a big deal to me back then. And uh, I remember coming back. We got beat by by Plano. And uh, we're on the bus coming back. And Isaiah told me, he said, Coach, I'm not going to play basketball. I'm just getting the weight room. And I said, listen to me. If you can help the Panthers in basketball, it's your job to get up there. You get your rear end up. we got time to lift weights. And, and we need that more of our kids today, that we need to go play for something bigger than you. And there's so much emphasis just on me, me, me now that I think it hurts sports, and I think it's harder now because of that. Hey, I didn't offer my kid a car. His junior year, he ran cross country. I threatened to take his car away from him if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. But it's a, I do I think it's a uh, – I'm scared of where it's going. Yeah. I mean, the, the purest form of, of football and sports in the world is, is at the high school level. And, uh, you know, I don't – At least we like to think it is. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, we know exactly. that, you know, it's not always – Exactly. I think we as coaches have got to – we've got to keep everything uh, – we need to keep everything on the up and up the best we possibly can and see what it is where kids see really what's going on. And, and when you fail that now, it may help you win some games, yeah. but at some point somebody's going to look over and go, yeah, you didn't do it the right way. And what will happen is going to be a kid that's going to look back at you and say, you know, coach didn't do it right, and he's preached to me to do it right. Yep. And we don't need to fail our kids that way. And we all fall short of something, but I think that's something that's really important. So we're probably not going to see you as a street agent. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm def- definitely against those. <laughs> I mean, you had so, to do that, didn't you? Yeah, well, there's so many people that, that promise kids stuff. Yep. It's just like recruiting. I, I, Barry Odom is a friend of mine yes. at Arkansas. He was at Memphis. We had some kids, and I told them, y'all stay away. I said, if, you co- if it costs you a penny in recruiting, it's wrong. Nobody has to. You don't need any money from anybody. They don't do it. These recruiting services stay away. Well, I had a couple of parents didn't listen. And they spent they spent twelve or $1,300 with this recruiting service, and the recruiting service was out of New Boston. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's the mecca of college football. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was Lyndon, to be honest but, with you. But they paid all this money. <laughs> right. And Barry, I'll never forget, he, he came down. We were, we were going to uh, the East Texas Coach Association, the social we had. And he said, 
do you know who this guy is? I said, no. He said, tell him I will double his money if he will just quit emailing me. He said, when I get them, all I do is push delete, delete, delete. I never look at them. And they don't look at them. I, I, I had a conversation with somebody one time with Chad Morris was, at, was up in uh, Arkansas. I said, Chad's not going to call you and ask your opinion on it. He's going to call me. I've known Chad for 20 years, and he's probably going to call the high school coach. He's not going to probably call the local street agent guy. <laughs> you know, And uh, that, that wears me out. I mean, it's unfair to kill. But, but kids – hear that and they go oh well, yeah but no you can't they'll promise all what doesn't work out they slide out the door and you're stuck there with a the kid that's disappointed so i'm i'm an anti-agent guy what, what's it going to do in a locker room when the first time high school kids the star gets a big check from somebody yeah. and the guy sitting next to him or blocking for him yeah. doesn't get that yeah i know i'm i'm interested in what's going to happen in college football i really am what's yeah. going to happen to it and uh because there's going to be some animosity somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I won't tell you what you do. You're, I don't know, there's a Tennessee quarterback making $8 million, somebody said. I know Lane, Lane Kiffin said it the other day or tweeted it out about something. Well, but Lane, supposedly Lane some, tells nothing but the truth. Yeah, right. I know, <laughs> but supposedly there's some guy getting $8 million, oh. there's one, whatever it is. But that eight, he's not going to come here like a regular 18-year-old. No. He's going to come here a little cooler than everybody else. <laughs> about that, and, yes. and you've got to coach him. you got to play with him. and. Uh, that'll be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I mean, coaches are going to have a tough job, I think, going forward in college football how to manage all this because there are no rules. I mean, it is the Wild West out there with all that stuff right now. And, and I know Tony's going to say, well, it was before, but they didn't They didn't tell you how much everybody was did, making. So. Did you see the SMU ad this week with the gold firebird in it? Uh-uh. SMU's got their football players surrounded a gold firebird yeah. rolling. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, I saw, I read an article in The Athletic not too long ago talking about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was Oklahoma State. They had horses, and they're out there sitting on the horse. And but it was talking about how you better have all these props, yeah. and you better have all this stuff. And and if you don't, you're behind. Now, I mean, you have the cars and the limos and all the stuff. And you know how cool can it be? And and I'm still under the impression that if I were a college kid, and I'm I keep using Texas because I know you're a Texas guy. If I went to the University of Texas, I'm getting the better deal out of this thing than they are with me. And Texas is going to play football with or without me. They're going to continue to, to do it with, with or without me. And it's an honor for me to get to attend the university rather than the other way around. I just believe that. I don't care who the kid is. I don't care. You know, Texas is going to have a big crowd no matter who's playing on that field. And, and, uh, and yet some 18-year-old walks through their trophy room so I don't see football trophies yeah, in here. Yeah, exactly. I, It just makes you crazy. Yeah, I know it. What, what, I, and I get kick them out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> I get kids want to get their social media moment. Yeah, but yeah. I tell you what, I'm with you. You wouldn't. It would not take me two seconds to tell you your visit's over. Yeah, let's go somewhere else. You you yeah. need to head on out. Yeah. And yeah. of course, he did the same thing at A and M. So oh, no doubt, it, was, no it doubt. went both ways. Yeah. But just in, it's insane. The arrogance of it is, is amazing it is. to me. I, I, I just, I just, I don't. I just hide to get a college scholarship and have a chance to go get a degree at a great university matters and it, there is a value on that and we're acting like it, that is no value right. the only value is the other stuff and mm-hmm. I think that's crazy and, well, when, and we can't, you can't you know, can't put the genie back in the bottle now. So. When kids have been told since seventh, eighth grade, yes. you're the best thing there's ever been, they mm-hmm. start to believe it, oh. not knowing that, you know what, two towns over, there's a guy just as good, and three towns over from there, there's a guy even better. Yeah. But they don't see it that mm-hmm. way, and they see it like you, they're waiting for me to come to your school. Well, yeah. But it's not the reality. I've, I've had it through the years, and uh, I've, I've always tried to – 
you know, do everything the same. Signing day's the same. We're not going to have some big production because one guy. And you know, uh, we've we've gone through those things. And uh, I've had to be the bad guy a bunch of years where I'm the, you know, that good player. I'm the one who's always after him. Yep. You know, and and uh, and I think it's right. And but I I do. I, I remember Nathan Vasher in '99. To this day, he's the best player I've ever coached. Uh, and that's no knock on anybody else because he was unbelievable. And uh, I'll never forget. We're, it's one of our first couple of days. Uh, and we're running. And I take I was taking Nathan home one day. We're right by Catfish King on Summerhill Road, driving down there. And I said, Nate, you know who I'm going to be harder on than anybody else? He goes, who? I said, you. He said, why? I said, because you're the best player. And you've got to set a standard every day. Yep. Well, we're out there running, conditioning after practice. Well, Nate's in the middle of the pack. And we run and we're running. Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. Coaches are going, how much are we going to run? And, and, and finally, I just I blew a whistle and I said, Nathan Vasher's the fastest kid out here. He hadn't been to the front of this line. I said, when Nate gets up to the front, I'll consider stopping all this. And so I called him out in front of the whole team. Yeah. Now I'm telling you, let me back this up. He's one of the greatest kids I've ever coached. And he does not mind me saying it, and he appreciated doing that. And next thing, he started, he got to the front, and then we blew a whistle and we quit. <laughs> but we, you have to keep that kid that way yep. because so many times that's all you hear. And one of the things that we've had, I've had kids through the years, what you'll do with that kid, that kid won't have any value other than being a, a quarterback, a shortstop, a point guard. That's where he sees his whole value. And where he needs to see his value as a human being and as a kid and a son and, and brother or whatever. And a leader. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and be that guy. Yep. And, and we as coaches, you've got to keep your kids that way. I mean, I think that's a, a big deal. So did you, did you ever have to run him again? Or no. Did, or did no, Nathan, Nathan got it real fast? Nate understood it from that point on. So. <laughs> I'm leading the pack. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he heard it in the locker room, too. Oh, yeah. Get your butt to the front from <laughs> now on. <laughs> yeah. But he was he was so good, so great, and great as a kid, and he's a great person today. So yep. I couldn't be more proud of him. So I was blessed to have him. If you'd like to see improvement at Arkansas High, let's say we do a five year plan. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see in the five years if you were if you were taking that job today? Well, I hope I hope they continue the facility part of it. I think there needs to, there needs to be an indoor built. I think they need to have something. There, there's just a, I mean, like you said, there's an arms race yeah. out there. I mean, I, I would like to see that happen. I, I would like to, to to see continuous growth with that. I hope with if we can keep the middle school the way it is, continue to grow numbers and keep passing numbers up to the high school and uh, and I think. If you do that, you're going to see success. I mean, that's going to be the thing. If you can keep your numbers going, keep the kids in there, develop kids as you go. There, there's always, you know, how much talent you have. But the key to it is is getting every player to be the best they can be. And, and that's, you know, maybe he's not the greatest player, but he's a good player. Yeah. And you just keep growing. So I think you have to have that. I think you, I think they need to continue to look at, at building indoor. I know we've been in discussions about it. We've talked about it. And, and I think that would be a huge thing. And I think it would be huge for every pro group. You know, everybody always sees the indoors as a football deal. And it's it not. is. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. It's every kid. It's band. It's everybody has access Drill to Drill team, That's you right. name it. Everybody. Yep. And, and I think that we've got to continue to do that and make our, make the place even more attractive time after time. And and uh, and I think if they'll do that, I think it'll, it'll keep growing. If you had to do one or the other, turf the fields or, or get an indoor? Indoor. Not even, indoor. A, not even a hesitation? Yep. No. No, it's it's too valuable to you. The times, like in Arkansas, there's rules on if it gets the heat index gets somewhere you can't practice. You know, and it, I mean there were some times last year yeah. we couldn't go out and practice. You could go out with shorts and t-shirt only, no contact, no conditioning. Shells, yep. I mean there's just there's rules. You know, if you have an indoor, all of a sudden that changes right. things. Uh, and, and and there's just some pride to it. 
you know, it's a place where your kids will want to, after school, want to come hang out and get in some extra work. And it's hard to convince them to go out there and that sun beating down on their head every day. And yep. uh, I'll never forget one time, Kobe Hamilton, we were, practicing, we were down there at the track field practicing, and it was hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Kobe calls me over there and says, Coach, is that our indoor? I go, yeah. He goes, why are we not in it? <laughs> I said, good point. We'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> But, and with that, I'd tell you what, we appreciate you coming by. I appreciate being on. It has been awesome seeing you again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I said it to you in a text last night. I'll say it again face-to-face. You know, we, we, you were very influential in us being able to come over to Arkansas High mm-hmm. and do some stuff with you guys the last couple of years. It's been, uh, it's been great. You know, some circumstances changed last year with us being able to go down to Longview, and it kind of moved the meter a little bit for us. But um, you've never been anything but uh, supportive of what we've been doing. And uh, we want to thank you for that because I know it ain't always easy and we're not always the best people to deal with. But you've been phenomenal and we want to well, thank you for that. I, and I want to thank you guys. And I, I have been, as 23 years as a head coach here in Texarkana, I have gotten to work with the best people in media. Y'all have always been kind to me. You know, Al Hannah was the best and always took care of me, Johnny oh, yeah. Green. But everybody in media has been special to, to us. I think y'all do a fabulous job bringing – everything to the people in Texarkana to listen to their kids and promote their kids and uh, I've never had a time where I thought you know somebody was unfair about a kid or a coach or, right. and, and and I can't I can't thank you guys enough yeah. for always being welcoming to me tell you what we'll end it there I don't know what are you gonna do on Wednesday mornings I guess sleep in a little bit longer I'm not buying well, that. if you want me to I'll come yeah, up here with you. I've, say, I've enjoyed yeah. the time no we're not buying that yeah. yet <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, let Barry Norton get out of here. It's about uh, 12 minutes till 6 o'clock. Quick timeout. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. Welcome back. We got about uh, eight minutes until six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor appreciate uh, Barry Norton spending some time with us. If you're just hopping on board, uh, his announced retirement today from uh, Arkansas High, he'll finish out the school year and then uh, move on to the next thing, whatever that is going to be. And at the moment, it's up in the air. No idea at the moment. Uh, a couple of things before we get out of here for today. Uh, reminder, tomorrow, Kirk and Company, it's uh, Friday, which I'm assuming is going to be Razorback Billy Day. So uh, we'll uh, look forward to hearing from uh, Billy Lavender on his show tomorrow. Uh, Daryl LaMonica passed away this afternoon. The uh, Oh, you're on that mic. Okay. The uh, former Oakland Raiders quarterback. and that, that, uh, That's when it saddens me. How was hang that? on, hang on. Hold your thought. All right, now you got it. That sounds me. I was a big LaMonica guy. Oh, I was too. Well, and I know people associate Stabler because he got the uh, the championship for uh, uh, Oakland, but uh, LaMonica was the guy back in the day. He was the real. He was ma- cool. He was the real mad bomber. Yeah, I know Clint Longley around here has the 
the reputation as the Mad Bomber, but you know, you give me LaMonica with uh, Belentnikov and that combination. I just love watching those old Raiders. Yes, 80-year-old Daryl LaMonica passes away Full this life. afternoon. Yep, no kidding. Uh, Mavericks are supposed to play game three tonight against Utah, and apparently the announcement just came down a little while ago that Luka will not play tonight, ruled out again for tonight's game, and I think because they stole that game. Yes. On, uh, well, see, I don't think they stole well, that game. Let me rephrase it. Without their star, yes. managed to get a win that I think most people were writing them off from, but got the win anyway. And well, I, it, people it, were paying attention. It gave them a little bit of a chance to sit yeah, Luca for another have to have him three or four days and from the last game and be able to, even if they're down two games to one, you're still in this. If you yeah. can win on Utah's court you, game four, you, yeah, you've gotten you home court four, back. Yes, you're, you've regained home court advantage. And uh, I think the Mavs are going to be all right in this series. So they're, they're playing with house money after winning yeah. the game. Bad, bad for Phoenix. Yeah, Booker out and, for and, a couple. And guys, in the Bucks last night, Middleton was such a force last year in the playoffs. That, uh, well, they, they lost Middleton late. They lost Bobby Portis early. Mm-hmm. And they lost to Chicago, yeah. which was a shocker as well. They were a ten, nine and a half, ten point favorite, yeah, well. and lost that game at home. And right now, the Bulls have the advantage. And, and I think they still win this series. But if Middleton has problems throughout the rest of the playoffs, I think they got issues. Yeah. yeah, no question. They're they're a little shorthanded, and Middleton was the number two scorer and an All Star and yeah. an Olympian. Yeah, and, he was the and real he deal. He was clutch last year in the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, some losses in the NBA. Um, I'll tell you what. If, if NBA voters for postseason awards don't have to make the – they're supposed to vote at the end of the regular yeah. season. Joel Embiid would have won it last night. Yeah, he certainly had you know, a night last night oh. that uh, was one for the ages for his ball club because he's basically sealed that series away now. Yes. Philly will sweep Toronto. And if you didn't see it on uh, ESPN, a friend sent it to me last night, and then I found it on ESPN as well, the uh, – Episode in Texas, in Weatherford, Weatherford and uh, North Texas, whatever, Northeast Texas. See, have you seen, did the kid flip a bat or? I didn't see the bat flip. He, I watched it a couple times. But, but did you see that bat? I, no, I've only seen I videos of him being tackled. No, I saw the at bat. And the at bat, he hit the home run. He put the bat down. He's out of the shot for a few seconds, rounding first and into second. And when he gets just about to third, the pitcher decides, if you haven't seen the video, the pitcher decides, I had enough. And he barrels across the infield, and the kid who was the pitcher was a high school linebacker and laid a form tackle on the batter, put him to the ground between third base and home, and now everybody jumps on the pile and kind of pull him apart. Well, the uh, conference that they're in today announced – that uh, they everybody that got onto the field is suspended. The pitcher got four game suspension. This is a conference. The batter got a two game suspension, and anybody that left the dugout and came into the field, well, Weatherford's. Well, the batter must have done something if he got a two game suspension. Yeah, oh, well, that's what I think too. But of course, the the guys on the field, they're already on the field. Yeah. Well, the guys that came out of the dugout were all the other team. Who just got so everybody be, out? They were supposed to play a, a couple more games in this series. They don't have enough players to play. No, they don't have enough players to play. Yeah. They don't have any, and so as a result, they had to forfeit the two games. So the pitcher tackles your batter, and you got to forfeit the next two games because you don't have enough pitchers, enough players to be able to play. It was just silliness, boys Nuts. being boys. 
And I've seen some crazy stuff in Juco baseball. but that's, Not that crazy. I, I've seen people throw into the other team's dugout, but I didn't see that. That's pretty that. cool. <laughs> we'll see. They're yeah. talking expulsion from the school itself, though. Pitcher may be expelled from the school. He gets kicked out of a Juco. <laughs> Guy that tackles a batter between third and home. He's a good hit. He'll probably walk on somewhere else and play football yeah, now. Probably. That's it for today. Appreciate Barry Norton. Reminder, yes, Billy, tomorrow? Razorback Billy tomorrow. All right. You don't want to miss that. That's his show on Friday. Pretty much. You just got to push the buttons. That's what I try to do. We're done. You guys take it easy. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll do it again. 5 o'clock here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 1079.